everyone. Welcome to another weekly episode of Limitless Podcast. My name is Sanjana and I'm joined by Michael Hansen. He's the founder and CEO of Enmotion and Growth Genie. So at Growth Genie, Michael helps in teachers B2B sales teams to book more meetings and close more deals via his in-depth sales trainings. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for joining and I take absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Yeah, pleasure to be here, Sanjana. Looking forward to the uh, conversation. Yeah, same here, Michael. Uh, so yeah, tell me, how did you start or when did you start Growth Genie and where did that motivation come from? Yeah, sure. So we're a relatively young company. Um, I set it up in September 2019, so about a year and a half ago. Um, the the reason I did it is because I used to work for a company called CloudTars who do outsource SDR services. Um, I joined that company very early on. So at the start, it was pretty much myself and the CEO just doing sales and marketing, wearing lots of different hats, helped grow the company to over 200 people. Um, obviously, it was very interesting seeing the growth of the company itself. But what was more interesting for me was the operational side, because we had, by the time I left, about 150 outsourced SDRs, predominantly working with SaaS and technology companies, but lots of different industries. And one of the things I noticed is that when companies don't have good like outbound processes, messaging strategy in place, they fail. And often if you look at an SDR profile, it's someone that's like a recently graduated and doesn't have much business experience. I see so many companies that are like, hey, go be an SDR. We're not going to give you any training, any guidance. And I think for that reason, a lot of people fail with outbound. So that's where we come in, you know, through training, coaching, strategy and, and processes. And um, yeah, it wasn't the, I, I think when the pandemic hit, I was kind of like panicking because I was a new business. And I was like, this is the worst time ever to have started a business. But I think actually anything related to outbound is, is doing very well at the moment because yeah. people don't have in-person events and they're not getting those inbound needs and they're trying to fill that pipe. And a lot of people have, have turned to outbound. So it's actually been a really good thing for our business. All right, all right. And are you managing Enmotion as well uh, currently or...? Yeah, emotions are, emotions are a side project, which is nothing to do with sales. Um, it's kind of uh, a project to, to help people get electricity in, um, in kind of developing countries. Um, but yeah, not, nothing related to, to Growth Genie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, no problem. So Michael, so when we were discussing about, you know, what we can talk about in the podcast, so without a second thought, you suggested that we talk about selling without ego, right? So what made you suggest this topic? And do you have a backstory or anything like that? Yeah, no, there is definitely a backstory. I think the more that I've got into my sales career, I've realized mm -hmm. that the biggest obstacle you have in sales is your own mind and your own mindset. And um, it's funny, one of my colleagues, Mike, the other day, he said, <laughs> at what point, where do you draw the boundary between like sales coach and life coach? Because <laughs> a lot of the time people are asking you these like philosophical questions about mindset yeah. and um, we, so we essentially have a, we have a module now as part of our training called selling without ego, which we actually do at the start of whenever we do a, so we typically do a three month project with companies, which sometimes turns into like a, a longer one year project. But now at the very start of this, we do this training about selling without ego. And essentially it, the story of it, that is a story as you asked, came from at the end of last year, I did a survey with all our customers to try and get some feedback, positive or negative. And it was quite surprising because the, the one commonality between all the really positive feedback we got was that you're changing the mindset of the sales team, which I hadn't even realized myself, but it's just such a natural part of sales having to work on the mindset. And I think it comes from um, the fact that 
I read a lot of books about psychology and like spirituality and, and consciousness, which is all about getting to know your own mind and your relationships with other people. And that's massively helped me in sales more than like any like sales books or sales podcasts or anything I've, I've listened to. That's what's really helped me. So I think that's essentially the story behind it. All right. So, so interesting, Michael. Um, so now as the topic has this emotion word called ego, uh, tell me what are the other ego driven emotions? Like what are the top ego driven emotions in sales? Yeah, sure. So we've identified eight, which is what we go through in the, um, in uh, the training that I mentioned. So kind of run through all of these quickly and I'll give you an example. So there's eight for each one. So you've got desire. Yeah, sure. So desire is essentially what this, I would say this is one of the biggest ones with salespeople. So it's when you're focusing on an outcome, which essentially in sales is the, the, the meeting or the um, closing a deal, because as salespeople, we all have targets and we need targets because we need some kind of structure. They can get in the way because instead of having a conversation with someone, making it interactive, getting to know the person, and seeing if they're really a fit because most people you speak to aren't going to be a fit for your services you're focusing on getting the meeting which means you may actually close an unqualified deal or you're pressurizing someone into a sale which they don't actually need and they'll end up not selling so actually by detaching from the outcome you're more likely to sell um then you have fear so i think fear especially for new salespeople, fear of doing cold calls interrupting someone's day being pushy the people of fear the next two I tie together so it's anger and resentment. Um, so typically they follow each other. So you may get angry with someone, any salesperson has dealt with someone rude who sent them a rude reply. Um, and then from that, if someone's being rude to you, you often resent them. Um, fifth one is uh, agitation or anxiety, you may call it. So this is um, just, just a note on all of these, these emotions as well. These are all stuff that we're going to feel at any time. It's not like we can get rid of these ego-driven emotions, but the key to them is just to recognize them when they come up. Um, so like anxiety is something we all go through, but in different phases. And some people are completely overcome by it and others are like, okay, I'm feeling anxious. So again, if I give you an example of maybe I'm about to make cold calls, I've never done cold calls before, even myself, like after years of cold calling, if I have a cold call power hour and maybe I haven't done cold calling for a while, those first couple of connects, I get a bit nervous, but what, what helps with that is maybe to do some like breathing beforehand, which I think we can talk about later. Um, lethargy, which is essentially laziness, is the sixth one. I think even the most active person who's like does a lot of exercise, they'll have days where they're feeling, you know, not on top of their game, feeling a bit lazy. Um, doubt um, is essentially doubting yourself. So that may be to do with the facts, going back to the targets point, you haven't hit your target in a couple of months. Even the best salespeople go up and down, right? You may have like an August, for example, when people are on holiday and it's not actually your fault. You may start to doubt yourself as a salesperson. And then finally, the last one is pride, which is an interesting one because pride is often seen as something positive, like, oh, I'm proud of you. You may say it to your family or your friends. Actually, pride can get in the way of selling because you may be too proud. If someone, say someone gives you an objection, you're like, oh, I don't want to hassle this person. They've told me no, right? Whereas when you still know they're a good fit for you, you can go through that pride and, and keep going. Um, so yeah, those are essentially the eight negative um, ego-driven emotions we've identified. All right. And and how can sales uh, a salesperson prevent these ego-driven emotions while selling? Yeah, so I think, as I said, you, you can never prevent these emotions, but what you can do is stop them from 
overcoming you. Um, so what you need to do is, is essentially if you're feeling desire in, in your mind, once you've recognized that the desire of booking a meeting or closing a deal is in your mind and it may prevent you from actually closing the deal in a weird, weird kind of paradox there, is to recognize it and be like, I'm focusing too much on getting the meeting here. And I've asked for the meeting too early. I need to actually focus on the other person and what he needs. And then it's going to be easier for me to book that meeting. Um, so I've actually got eight, no, sorry, seven antidotes for each of these um, emotions, which should I go through those quickly as well? Yeah, yeah, please do. Cool. So, um, so if I, if I go through the ones I just mentioned, right? So we've got desire. Um, curiosity in sales is generally a great thing. And especially with this desire thing, because when you become very curious about your buyer, you stop focusing on your own needs of, I need to book a meeting, I need to close a deal. And you start being curious about them, their business, their challenges. And once you understand that, it's a lot easier to see where your business fits into helping them. Um, hope overcomes fear. So if I, if I go back to the, the example of maybe a cold calling power hour, if you're an experienced salesperson, think about the last time you did cold calling and you got customers from it, right? Um, or if you're not an experienced salesperson, maybe go to someone else who is and say, look, I have a lot of fear about cold calling. What would you recommend? And they're going to give you hope. Um, anger and resentment, the antidote I have for that is the same thing, which is forgiveness. Um, when someone sends you a rude email or is rude to you generally, Think about they may be going through something at home, right? The dog may have died, they may have a bereavement or something Something may have happened. And often if you still think that company is a good fit, because you're only speaking to one person, go and contact other people in the company. Don't think about um, just that one person. Even that one person, contact them in a few weeks. They may be in a different mood. Um, anxiety, I mentioned this before, calm. So things like meditation is obviously kind of a big buzzword at the moment. Um, within I think you know society in general um, but essentially meditation is just breathing right so I recommend if you're feeling very anxious about work take yourself away from the situation so one of the things you can do is just to breathe go and like breathe for five minutes um, uh, another thing you can do is is actually not just breathing but like go for a walk like go outside essentially detach yourself from the situation that's making you anxious um, the sixth one is lethargy, so essentially inspiration. Um, again, I talked about this before, but have some people or mentors to inspire you um, and they will help you to not be, and if you're having a lazy day, like let them know, text them and say, oh, I'm feeling lazy and they'll be the ones to, to inspire you. And then last couple, we've got um, belief. So belief helps you overcome doubt. And again, um, for belief, think about those times, this ties into hope. Think about those times when you were successful, right? Or think about other people who are doing what you've done, who've been successful, and that will give you belief. And then the last one is humility. So to give you an example of humility to balance out pride is our last touch in an email sequence is always to actually ask for feedback. Um, so a lot of people have, you know, like the breakup email, which is their last touch in an email. We say, look, seems like now is not the right time to do business together. When I'm reaching out to other leaders like yourself, whether that's IT, marketing, sales, CEOs, um, I would love your feedback about how I can improve my outreach so that we can improve our messaging. And loads of people reply to this. And there's two things that can happen. One is they actually give you feedback, which you can use to improve your messaging. Or other times people like the humble approach. They say, oh, sorry, I was really busy. I like your approach of asking for feedback. Like, why don't we have a call? 
And we actually last week closed the customer that came from this, this type of email where I asked him for feedback in the first place. So um, yeah, long answer there, but those are, those are what I would, uh, I, would, I would answer. All right. And what do you think are some of the positive emotions that, uh, you know, as a salesperson, we should tap into while reaching out to our prospects, uh, be it cold calling or email? What are some of the emotions that you think is really important? You mean on the customer side? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so I think I think it, it, it comes down to that. Um, if you're curious, um, essentially, so if I go back to that first one, curiosity to overcome desire. If you're curious about the other person, you're getting them to talk about themselves and you're showing curiosity in them and you're making them feel important, right? Um, so in a weird way, as I said, we've all got egos. So my goal of this podcast is not to tell you to completely get rid of your ego. It's to help you manage your ego. And okay. the same with, with your customers, you're talking about how you can help them. So if you're helpful and being curious, rather than focusing on the sale, focus on them and how you can help them and making them feel important and helping them with their job. That's really the, the main, main things to think about when you're reaching out to other people. And then also just essentially, I think a great quote is that people um, don't remember what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. Yeah. So that's really important is to think about how you make the person feel and don't treat them as, you know, don't think about them as a CEO at a company or a VP of marketing. Cause that's another thing I get from a lot of, you know, young sales reps who work with is like, I get really nervous when I call CEOs at big companies or VPs or whatever it is. And I just say, look, they're just another person. Like think about them as, you know, Sanjana rather than, you know, head of marketing. And that's what you need to tap into them as a person rather than them as like a decision maker at a company. Got it, got it. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And also like, as you said, rightly, we can't prevent uh, these ego-driven emotions, but, you know, we should learn to, uh, you know, uh, understand that these are the emotions that we might be having and we should be able to manage them. Exactly. And uh, what are what are other emotions that a salesperson should stay away from? Yeah, I, th I think I've I've kind of mentioned them already. Uh, you mean on the customer side or on our side as salespeople? Uh, you could just uh, tell us a bit about both sides. Yeah, so I think I've I've already mentioned the from our side, right? Um, and I think yeah. one of the, one of the things with the ego-driven emotions is that they can clash, right? So actually, when you feel one thing, you're going to make the customer feel another thing, right? So it was like the example I, I gave with anger, right? Often you'll get angry when someone else reacts angrily to you. So if someone sends you a really nasty email, at that point, they've been angry, and then that make, makes you angry, right? So it's this kind of vicious circle. So as I said, if you, if you react with the opposite, which is forgiveness to, to anger on their side then you're going to start changing. And this is where things start changing because you're changing a situation and you're diffusing a situation, which is, I, we literally have an example of um, an email where someone, it was uh, to a colleague of mine, said, this is the worst email I've ever received. It wasn't that, it wasn't, certainly wasn't the best email, but it wasn't the worst email. And they were just like in a bad way. And um, essentially they replied and it was amazing what they replied because uh, my colleague 
what he did in that situation was sent, he was like, okay, this person's angry, but they're still a very good fit for our services. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to send them a very personalized email, did a lot of research in their company, saw that they were like an HR technology and said, hey, I see you're an HR technology. We've worked with other HR people. We actually have a few tips for like how to get meetings with HR leaders, very personalized to them. And then because of the research he did, the woman replied with this huge email about her personal problems. No, sorry, I'm going through this at home. You should meet this other person because I'm leaving the company. So it was just like the contrast, just by reacting to that with like forgiveness and understanding, the contrast in the message that she wrote from this is the worst sales email I've ever seen to being like, oh, this is actually quite interesting. What you do is amazing. And it was a good example of actually reacting to an angry situation with forgiveness. All right. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to listen to your podcast again, uh, the recording, and then I'm going to create an image with the emotions that you listed with its antidotes. And I'm going to publish it when we promote your podcast. I think that should be awesome. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. Uh, that was that was really insightful, Michael. Uh, I think we've reached the end of the episode. So before I wrap it up, let's do a quick rapid fire. So I'll ask you a series of questions and you have to give me answers from the top of your mind. Sure, let's do it. Okay, let's go. So who do you follow the most on LinkedIn? Oh, that's a good, good question. I think there's a lot of like heavy hitters that everyone follows. So I don't want to mention them. Um, I think... Uh, Someone I would recommend to follow is a guy called Richard Smith from Refract. Um, yeah. And he, he is really good content. He's not, he's pretty well known, but not as much as some other guys. So I'm, I'm going to give him a shout out. And he's, he's very good. He's, he never really self-promotes. He's always just talking about his own experience selling. So yeah, I recommend him. And uh, who's your new favorite on Clubhouse? Oh, Clubhouse. Interesting. I'm very new to Clubhouse. We're actually, I'll do a bit of self-promotion here. We do a session every Friday, which I told you about earlier. It's at 4 p.m. UK, which is like 8 a.m. Um, West Coast Pacific time. Yeah. Um, but I'm just thinking on Clubhouse. Um, one of the things I, I listened to one earlier, which was around like, again, related to the conversation we just had around like the, the merging between business and spirituality, which I found quite interesting. Um, but I'm just trying to think if there's one particular person. Oh, in, in sales, there's a guy called Nathaniel Dean, and he does a club every, just 8 p.m. my time, again, which would be 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, uh, 3 p.m., I guess, East Coast. And uh, he does a thing on enterprise sales at 8 p.m. Um, every Tuesday, I think it is. So I recommend that as well. All right. And what's your favorite book on sales? So again, I'm going to answer this saying not a sales book. Funnily enough, I'm going to give you a book that, that I read that actually inspired a lot of this selling without ego called uh, The Cosmic Game, Human Frontiers of Consciousness by a guy called Stanislav Grof. And um yeah, it helped me. It very much helps you understand your own mindset. And also kind of, I, I think a big revelation to me was your own inner darkness as well. And that everyone has darkness, but it's actually about how you deal with that. And that's some of the things I was saying earlier. You're never going to get rid of desire, fear, anger, etc. But you can recognize it in this way you treat those that are going to define your success in sales and in life in general. All right. All right. And what kind of data would you like to have access to as a CEO and a sales expert? Data. Yeah. Data about your customers. 
Oh, okay, got it. Um, yes, yeah, a very, very interesting question. Um, maybe may, yeah, a moment to think about that one. Um, I think, yeah, what like what what keeps your customers like most engaged? Um, I guess if you're a software, right? I know there's tools that already do this. Like, what parts of the software are they using most? Um, but I guess in my case, because we're a service business it's quite difficult to get that feedback. That's why I did that end of year customer survey last year. If there was some like quantifiable number around, you know, this is the thing that people really love because our training and coaching is quite broad. So it'd be good to know like what are the bits in particular that people really love because I think you can double down on that. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, do you do video prospecting? Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I think I think the thing with video, a lot of people talk about it uh, from a, a like outbound perspective, so an SDR perspective, which it works well. But I actually really recommend doing it as an AE. So like, if you send a proposal, make a two-minute video running through the proposal. Because I tell you, AEs, if you're listening, most people don't look at your proposal; they actually just go straight to pricing. <laughs> but if you send a video, they may actually watch the whole video. Um, you could also use it from for customer success. We started at my old company. This customer success managers started using video. All right. Um, what would you say to yourself as you were getting your career started? Yeah, I think just embrace rejection. Um, I think when I first started in sales, and I see a lot of other people like have this attitude. It's like, you know, if someone doesn't reply to me, they're not interested. But I think people are just so busy nowadays. I think a no is much better than no answer at all. So keep going until you get a no and like embrace rejection because the best salespeople I've seen love rejection and just see it as a way of, of learning. All right. Uh, and the last question. So what is that one advice that you want to give it away to our listeners? One bit of advice. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, as I said, I think the general consensus here is like working on yourself, right? Like get to know yourself, get to know your own mind because normally the biggest thing that prevents you from hitting targets is, is your own ego and your own mind. So get to know yourself and your ego and think about some of the emotions we talked about earlier and it will make you a better salesperson. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Michael, for spending your time with me today. Uh, I absolutely love your energy and enthusiasm throughout the episode. Um, guys, if you're looking for a sales trainer to help your team or yourself to move forward in your career, you should definitely reach out to Michael. Uh, and Michael, I'll give you a LinkedIn profile link, your website link, and of course, your clubhouse username in the podcast description uh, so people can connect with you later. Uh, Mike, do you have anything else to say? No, that's it. Just thanks a lot for uh, for inviting me on. And, you know, as you said, anyone feel free to, to reach out to me. I'm always happy to help salespeople. Okay. And, and Mike is like really active on Clubhouse. So I think you should definitely follow him on Clubhouse as well. Uh, so, yeah, Michael, uh, th thank you uh, so much uh, for joining today. And it was nice talking to you. See you again. Likewise. Look forward to the next chat. Yay!